Welcome to Into the Night, a Moonlight podcast with your hosts, Ray and Connor. Uh, <laughs> hi, uh, welcome into the night is uh, loony listeners uh, that you heard was our special guest. Welcome everyone. Uh, I'm going to keep that in the show, Wayne, of course, definitely for this one and for other ones. Welcome, welcome. This is our episode 95 and uh, we are joined, as you heard, by our very special guest, Wayne from Courtside Podcast. Uh, and also uh, a, a big Moon Knight fan as well. <laughs> How are you going, Wayne? How are you? Hoo-ha! I, I am excited. I've uh, I've read our issue that we're reviewing today. Um, yeah, long-time listeners, I suppose, will know me from earlier shows. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, good. it's good to be on. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I did have a, look, a little look. You, um, you were on Into the Night all the way back in November 2017, our episode 17. Where mm-hmm. you, Conquer um, <laughs> you made Conquer Lord your own, and <laughs> uh, yeah, you provided our bare bones for for those uh, comics that we reviewed. Um, mm-hmm. They were fun days back then. We had we had guest narrators, and um, and you yep. took it a step further, Wayne. I you did. supplied a whole produced um, radio play for, for both of them. Look, uh, the one thing, uh, if you know me, you'll know that I'm either. All in, or I just don't give it in, and that's, that's where I roll. So it's like either I'm one extreme or the other. <laughs> yeah. Certainly, were. I remember Wayne. We were, you know, we were just kind of corresponding um, to kind of coordinate it. You're telling me like, you know, I'm up. Oh, I'm up till, you know, one or two or something in the morning. You know, I just got to just got to edit it properly, and you know, I'm not happy with this or that, and I've just got to put yeah. that in. I was thinking, what? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, look, um, look, it's a little bit. I think the curse of having kids. You know, I love my kids. Don't get me wrong, I love my boys. But it's, uh, you know, by the time you put everyone to bed, make yourself dinner, clean up, and get yourself settled. You know, it's usually pretty late, and I work on a lot of projects and whatnot. So usually, mm. I find myself going to bed around one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. So Whoa. it's just become. I've become a night owl, really. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I'm at. That's where. That's where my life is right now. Far out, and Wayne is uh, <laughs> man. You, you not only have a podcast, um, obviously it's uh, awesome. Wayne actually is also works at uh, my my local comic book store, Kings Comics, the great Kings Comics store. Fantastic! So, you guys are tireless. We had a little chat the other day about free comic book day coming up, which <laughs> <laughs> is a nightmare for you, I guess, uh, oh. being on the other side of it. But uh, you guys are, f- oh, man, I can't laud it enough. Uh, you guys are fantastic. I mean this sincerely to you, so, to you, Wayne, and, and all the staff Jeez, like Scott. Um, absolutely brilliant. I look forward to, I don't get there often enough, but I look forward to popping in when I can, yeah. like I did that other day, having yeah, a sure. chat with you guys. Um, yeah, everyone there is always up for a chat and having a bit of fun. Uh, so, yeah, big shout-out to the, the people over there. Uh, the yeah, look, that... uh, Kings, man, um, like I, I've worked – uh, so many different jobs, you know, 10 plus years at Target, you know, Foot Locker for eight, uh, Nike. So, like, very sports orientated background. So, this was yeah. like a really big sea change for me going back um, into like this field. Mm-hmm. So, I used to like mad when I was younger, but um, I honestly say, and I tell people this all the time, I don't know if they, I don't know if they feel like it's a bit of BS. Because usually when they ask me, I'm at work, but I like hands down, this is the best job I've ever had in my life. Like, oh man, it's my favorite. And the team we have there, like, it's fantastic, man. Like, everyone really is like a, you know, it's a small family owned business. Mm. I think just the way the business is presented, I think a lot of people think we're, you know, a lot bigger than what we are. Mm. Um, but everyone does feel like family there. Well, I mean, you guys certainly carry yourself professionally. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And uh, the yeah, just the amount of work. I mean, you you've given me a little peek behind the curtain, so to speak, uh, as to the the runnings there. And it does sound like a hell of a lot of work to actually, um, you know, give us comic fans 
um, the stuff that we we love and you know we look forward to so it's a really yeah. commendable thing uh, and you still have it with you know smiles on your faces which is fantastic i mean you were there the other day when i was at talia she was you know she was cracking jokes uh yes. scotty's always there he's always fun to talk to um it, it just really it really makes it a great experience to come um visit the store yeah look uh, there's definitely like a uh pre-meditated sort of vision of what a comic book store is mm-hmm. for especially for new um uh like new customers who who may watch you know like oh my god we all hate um what's that show uh, uh the bazinga show oh my god oh big bang theory yeah big yeah. bang so people have this, this preconceived notion of what a comic book store is like but at the end of the day this is a specialty retail store so mm. you know uh, like i think people think Working there is we stand behind the counter and read comics all day, but man, we are full on retail. Like. No, yeah, exactly. A lot of hard work there. And you were telling me the other day about like juggling online orders as well. Oh, oh man, man, it must be, it must be, yeah, so absolutely. It's work. And you know, it's work. It's like anything, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But um, obviously, we as the customers reap the benefits <laughs> of all your blood, sweat, and tears. So uh, it has to be, has to be, um, has to be, we have to tip our hats to you for sure. It's, it's brilliant. Yes, um, yes. But anyway, so we are here, sorry, uh, loonies, we got sidetracked here. Just, it's always good to have a little chat with Wayne. <laughs> um, uh, we're here, obviously, it's a new comic book review. And these are far and few between for Mooney these days after the Bemis oh, run. So sad. I know, I know. So we kind of grabbed this with our two hands, and we aren't letting go. We're kind of shaking this for all it's worth. Uh, we're going to be looking at the Marvel Comics Presents issue four. Uh, we'll be kind of focusing, basically. Well, truth be told, Wayne, I've only read the Moon Knight one. <laughs> so, uh, look, I read the Moon Knight one first, and then yeah. I was like, you know, I had a little bit of time to kill. So I read the others, and was just like, oh, I think the Moon Knight one was the better one. Oh, good. That's yeah. good. That's good because I have been. I mean, you know, I've been collecting um, Marvel Comics Presents since it came out just a few issues ago. Yeah. Uh, the Wolverine one by Charles Saul is is okay. I mean, nothing too big. Um, but that's the main one that seems to be running throughout all of them. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't even know what the other one is. It's Gibbon, or I think I saw Gibbon okay. in it. It's something to do with Spider Man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not it's trash. Know. Don't worry about it. Is it? Oh, okay. yeah. Excellent. I'll take you there from Wayne. Okay, any Spidey fans, we apologise, but no, you know it's fine. <laughs> uh, no, so looking forward to we'll get into the Moonlight um, review. Hopefully, well, it's only ten pages, so hopefully we can really pick apart um, its merits and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, obviously, so we have Wayne with us as well. It's um, a bit of an impromptu kind of. Um, this is your life, Wayne, I guess. Oh, good to know you. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm good for 10, 10 pages of Moon Knight, man. I'll <laughs> be down for that any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, as well, uh, you know, apologies in advance. I, I've just issued the newsletter, uh, which usually comes before this episode, which will drop, you know, in a day's time or so. Uh, yeah. You know, Easter and, of course, Avengers Endgame has severely distracted me. Oh. Uh, and uh, Wayne and I actually just had a little bit of an impromptu discussion. Spoiler filled. Don't worry, loonies. We know we here in Australia are from the future, so we have the, the beauty of seeing it before uh, the rest of our American contingent. But don't worry, no spoilers in this episode at all. Although I'm thinking, Wayne, I don't know if you'd agree, um, a little chat before, I might be able to release that as a little, I don't know, a mini episode or something. Yeah, sure. uh, it's, it's a nice informal chat just between two two chaps that love their, their comics two and nerds. their movies. Yeah. Sweating it out. Sweating it out. <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting ready. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, cool. you know, might, might drop that in. Who knows? Anyway, what else was I going to ask you about? Hmm. Well, uh, look, let me just say, before we jump into this 10 mm-hmm. page of Moon Knight, uh, look, <clears throat> uh, I am very unapologetic about reviewing comics. Um, and look, I've been on the, Good. the, the, I've been on the Facebook page for, uh, in the night, the Moon Knight podcast, you know, I think since the get go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't always comment, but I always read everything. Yes. Uh, but I make no apologies for my review because I hold I hold the standard for Moon Knight writing quite high, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think I was very much spoiled very early on because my really my big jump in 
was the Lemire Smallwood run. Yes. So, and like, even for me, like that, that book alone, um, is the kind of standard I hold Marvel to because yeah. that's potential, right? Like it's a potential yes. free book they could possibly put out. So yep. when they don't hit that level or close to, or they're not doing something original, look, my reviews are a little bit harsh. So no, look, yeah, we, we embrace that. We welcome that Wayne. Uh, it's always good to have fresh, uh, fresh eyes and, uh, um, honest opinions as well. Yep. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, so we we welcome all sorts. Um, so that's that's great. I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing your comments. Um, we haven't discussed this before, so it's going to be a surprise um, yep. to know your thoughts. Uh, yeah. So, um, so as mentioned, it's Marvel Comics. Let's get straight into it. Marvel Comics number four. Uh, it's a bit weird on the front cover. It says "Wake Up, Mister Knight," um, but the actual name of the story is "Book of Dreams," as many of you will know, uh, as being previewed um, in Newsarama stuff like that. Uh, written by Benjamin Percy and uh, drawn by Juan Ferrer, Ferreira. 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 Yeah. Fer- Ferreira. Um, so. Look, right off the bat, this is going to be a little difficult because it's only 10 pages. So what can you fit in such a short story? Well, look, my first question to you is, because I really couldn't see anything from, like, when was this made? Do we know what year this was made? Oh, as in, sorry, as in the story? The story itself, yeah. Yeah, it has no distinct time. I mean, it's funny, yeah, it is good that you mentioned that because Marvel Spotlight... Um, spotlights particular moments in history, like yeah. every decade. That that's the thing for this part of it. So I'm assuming this was meant to be potentially in the 70s, maybe. Well, I was going to say because the era I get after reading just 10 pages is it feels early 80s, mid 80s. Okay, yep. like the style of art that they've gone with. The even the writing feels very around that era, but I couldn't actually find. Um, like a, a timestamp on this actual story. So, mm. yeah. anyone out there listening, yeah, if you well, find that out, let us know. Yeah, I mean, it is quite conflicting as well because we do see in the story Mr. Knight, and we do know that he only turned up, he's only a recent iteration of Moon Knight, um, basically from the Warren Ellis run of yeah. 2014, I'd say. So, to see Mr. Knight, say in the early 80s or the 70s or what have you, uh, is a bit weird because yeah. he's really not meant to have developed then. Uh, yeah, so my, yeah, my initial thought was: Are these like news stories, and maybe the the art direction they've gone with this is to try to tie it in and pay homage to you know previous runs? Because I definitely get there's definitely like a, a change up in art throughout these ten pages. Oh, there right. is, isn't there? Yeah, right. Oh, 100%. It changes like three times that, that I can see. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, let's jump into it. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So, um, I guess oh, if we, I mean, we're not. I'll try to do a panel by panel. I guess. <laughs> I guess. So the first one opens up basically with Mark just contemplating uh, to himself about, uh, I guess, the the powers of of night itself. There's a very poetic, you know, description of it. it it's inked in shadows and papered with rustling leaves and sweat soaked sheets. And you have Mark just uh, wandering the streets. It looks like it in his underwear, uh, <laughs> with with a knife in hand, and and he yeah he gets kind of honked by a car because he's obviously wandering onto the road. So he doesn't know what's happening. Um, and again, this is I think meant to be calling back to his, you know, he's crazy. Maybe he loses, you know, he loses time, so to speak. He blacks out. He does stuff, uh, and I think that's the idea. Now. Um, it's kind of then furthered on with, I guess, visions of this this eye, Wayne. This red eye, a mm. carving, if you will. Yeah, a, car- a carving of flesh. A carve, yes, that's right, and it's carved into, yeah, into the foreheads of these. Well, I'm assuming all the murder victims because they they only call it this first one, but yeah. um, there are subsequent murders as well. Uh, so, I guess we're meant to assume or suspect that mark is is doing this uh, but we we know he doesn't he isn't because you know he's our hero you know he's our well, boy uh, on that second page uh you know if i'm going panel by panel mm-hmm. i was a bit confused because there's a there's an image of mark holding his head in, in angst mm. and i'm like 
wait, does he have a third eye? Is he seeing the future? What's going on ah. here? <laughs> you put it down, and then obviously you see the, the carvings in the, the victim's face. Yes. Um, well, look, uh, I'll jump a l- ahead a yeah, little of course. bit. Just, yeah. um, look, off the bat, my overall review is I, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. You know? And it sucks because we've had like such good runs recently on um, on Moon Knight in the past and – you know, to have nothing and then to get like you want to savor every little Moon yeah. Knight now that we can get before we finally get another another Moon Knight run. But yeah, I man, uh, I just I, I didn't like the art. I, I, I'm familiar with the artist Juan. Um, yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to check, like he does some good stuff. It's just that what's going on in ten pages here is a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it missed the mark a lot. So well, he's. If, if you're into image, he, he did a series called uh, I think it was Lazarus. Okay, yeah. Uh, but but uh, his other one he done. Um, he's really like. Uh, he, I, I feel like he really thrives with his apocalyptic, apocalyptic sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he also run with Dark Horse called Colder. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. But worth checking out. It's a solid, um, and I'd recommend if you like his art, especially off this first, you know, two pages. I'd say go check out that one. That'd be the one I'd recommend for him. Okay. Um, but I've got to say, look, pages one through to three mm-hmm. were hit with this glorious, like, sort of mid, early to mid '80s painted style, which mm-hmm. you know we 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 see less and less of nowadays because you know a lot of art has gone to um, you know, to digital and things like that, and mm-hmm. you know also the techniques of uh, have increased as well. So this is like that first three pages. I was like, oh, like. I can dig this I, as a as a you know amateur painter myself. Like I, I, I can really appreciate this. Mm-hmm. But then we go from that first three pages to pages four to seven, where we jump into this like weird Smallwood kind of homage, which didn't make sense. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even call it a Smallwood, but I, I know what you mean. There's a, there is a shift in art, isn't there? And like the height, like obviously I'm jumping ahead a little bit further just because I want to cover the art. But you know we hit page eight to nine which is the spread with probably the highlight of the whole thing yes that, that felt like it just fell out of warren ellis series like somewhere yes yeah and yes. i was just yeah. what's going and i look back and i'm like what's going on with this artwork man where's the consistency like <laughs> if you've only got 10 pages i mean you gotta you gotta nail it right yeah yeah that's true you've only got a, a short amount of time to really sell your sell your product so yeah um, no, I, I totally see what you mean, uh, and and I agree with you in the fact that the first three pages, I would have loved the whole issue to be set in yep. that kind of tone, because it is a very distinct tone, as you as you mentioned. Is is it paints or it's like almost? Um, it's like a bit of pastel. Pastels, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely like paint base with pastel over the top of it, something along that lines. Really nice, and and something that you don't often see, as you say, and I think that was. It really did set the mood. It did actually, as you say, change a lot. Um, I didn't pick the Smallwood references for those middle pages. Um, mm. That last, uh, that big feature splash of the fight, uh, yeah. you mentioned Warren Ellis. I can see that now. I actually thought this was a, a little nod to, um, there's a very early Doug Mensch uh, in the Volume 1 run of Moon Knight yeah. where he actually, it's from a top perspective where he goes around and he fights. Um, people i think midnight he fights the midnight man like that um so i thought that was a i thought that was what this was and i found i mean again we're jumping but i found this uh, i really this was by far my favorite two pages because it was a non-linear um or non-conventional way to read the panels and the pages you actually you go from your left you wind around down to the it's like snakes and ladders right you wind around to the right and the left and uh, it was really fun. It gave you a sense of, of movement. That, 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 that two pages, that splash pages, mm. they they do what the story doesn't and keep you engaged. It, it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and there's even this, I like the little cool thing as well, like Moon Knight gets kind of tangled up in the curtains and mm. there's even a little slight nod to his caped. Cape, yes. Yeah, where he throws the like, present That's out. great. That's good. That's like, cool. Look, 10 pages, man. Overall, yeah. I didn't like it. But there's definitely like moments you can appreciate as a Moonlight fan. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but I agree with you. Uh, there was, to me, there there was an inconsistency with the art. Uh, yeah, which um, yeah was was slightly detracting because because 
you know, we've been blessed with, with Moon Knight stories where the artists are consciously changed um, for a reason, you know, because they had yep. different Mark's personalities. We saw that in the Lemire run. There doesn't, oh. yeah, which is great. I mean, I can't, upon reading this first, I can't immediately understand why the art changes straight away, yeah, you know? That's a thing. It doesn't seem to be like mm. that's you know, thinking about later on. That's uh, why I mentioned you know it kind of just the only justification I can think of it is a he got lazy, <laughs> or b it was maybe supposed to be um, you know some sort of tip of the hat to previous runs yeah. and stuff like that, which yeah it makes sense. I don't think they pulled that off, but it's would, just yeah. it's just a jagging. I'd love to hear from the other loonies as well if they had the similar thoughts to yourself because I didn't pick it up, but, you know, you could be spot on like with these references to the other things for sure. So, um, yeah, so please drop us a line, loonies. Let us know what you think. Uh, so, anyway, the story is not that um, complex, if anything. Uh, Mark does a bit of research. He tries to find out um, the symbol of the of the eye, which uh, he finds is a um, hieroglyph belonging to the dream demon known as Aknefer, I think, uh, roughly translated to the bodiless. So it seems that um, uh, there's a there's a professor who's studying uh, this dream demon, and he goes to uh, it's a it's a shady acres. So I'm assuming it's a retirement nursing home, um, which is a bit weird here, Wayne, because it's a it's a nursing home. It's just like but then, random. but then these wardens come at Mister Knight with needles and knives. You yeah. know. Thank uh, you for bringing that up. Could we just look? Uh, I know we dropped ahead a little bit, but yeah. I've got to point out uh, it was pretty funny uh, on page two, down the bottom left hand corner. For those following at home, mm-hmm. um, you know his his back cave, if you will. Oh yes, yeah. in his back cave. <laughs> 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 to his right, he's got all his, you know, Mr. Knight suits, and yeah. he's got the mask in the baskets, which I found pretty hilarious. <laughs> he does. Uh, it's, it's very like, oh man, this he, is he's, such a he's neat, group. if anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the um, uh, yeah, the like, okay. <laughs> Here's another thing, right? Like nothing. Nothing's really explained in depth, and and that's where this loses me immensely because yeah. it's just not fleshed out the story. So, like, oh, well, I know, it's hard though, like ten pages, but yeah, yeah. I just, I just feel like if you're doing ten page and I'm the editor and you hand me this, I'm saying this needs tightening up. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I hand it to you and go back to the drawing board. I mean, I know it's a Marvels, um, a Marvels presents, which is. Um, you know, which I don't know how seriously they're taken as far as, you know, like if anything, you know, you're not breaking new ground in one of these mm. issues. You know what I mean? Like nothing's going to carry over really at the no. end of the day. But like so there's no instigation for the um, for the nurses to attack him. He just gets out of the car and they run at him. I know. And they've got they're, syringes. They're, <laughs> <laughs> The nurse is standing there with two needles in her hand. Yeah. Like, how long was she standing there in the cold with two needles in her hand? Exactly. <laughs> Getting ready to pounce on anyone that kind of comes towards the door. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but, you know, the other dude holding a, like a carving knife. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the most we have at work is like plastic, like butter knives. Like, where's yeah. he? Where's, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> and there's even the, the janitor uh who seems to be the person responsible for the slippery floor that Mark slips under Mr. Knight and he's got the broom or the mop, the mop stick. All I can imagine is that these people are somehow possessed maybe by the, the dream demon. But as you say, there's no explanation. So you've got to really make, you've got to really connect the dots yourself. Um, And, and you know, you could be wrong, you know? Um, So there's a lot of stuff that you, the reader have to assume Yep. I guess, uh, but yeah, that 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 is a, a bit of a shortcoming um, there. So, I mean, if I'm looking at this another way, mm. you know, it, it just looks like Mark's attacking a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> is that is that a potential? How you know we other people are meant to see it? Like, because Mark yep. is a crazy yep. dude, right? Maybe you should have wrote this. They should have wrote this the other way around. You know, like from the nurse's point of view. Like that would what? be cool. This yeah. move. Dude, just fuck this vigilante just broke into the hospital is causing havoc and he's yeah. he's he's uh he's not leaving till he kills yeah. kills well, yeah. a patient. 
that's intense. Yeah, or I, yeah, you yeah. have like a, a POV, like a point of yeah. view from the other person telling the story, how it goes, their point of view, and yeah, that would that would be really cool. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have it from the view. Even have it a step further. Have it from the view of the patient who he's trying to kill, and you hear all these noises, and there's like, mm. you know, flashes of what's happening, and him trying to, you know, he's scared for his life. And well, actually, that this leads to. Um, I guess we're ending towards it. I wanted to talk about the patient, the, the professor yeah. himself. Right. So, where where kind of left Mark goes through, you know, goes through the levels, and he, he ends up at the big boss. <laughs> And and the guy is he's a vegetable, right? Uh, that's what I'm assuming. He's pretty I, much. I assume as well, or he's highly medicated. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, I mean, the last uh, look definitely the the spread page eight and nine again is like worth checking out alone. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it reads, but the darkness that has invaded his mind, that traffics and devours through dreams, is bodiless. Yeah. yeah. And it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> he just walks in the door. <laughs> but, uh, Come on! Yeah. Um, this kind of remind me a little bit of the Warren Ellis, um, Warren Ellis number four sleep, which was um, the basically it was a different, slightly different. It was a corpse under under the floorboards that was causing all these dream dream problems, um, causing people to lash out. This is very similar, actually, except this guy is either heavily medicated or I think he's like a vegetable. Um, and he What's seems to be the cause of what I'm assuming is this mad behaviour by people like the wardens, the janitors, um, the wife. Um, if we can go back, backtrack a bit here, Wayne, at the, yep. um, the title splash page, I'm assuming that's a wife, right, that, that's referred to on page three. She's, um, she's just gone mad in jail and she's ripped her face. Yeah, because yeah. obviously the eye is controlling and yeah. I, the all, you know, the Lord of the Rings eye has uh, <laughs> overtaken her, her her mind and she's killed her husband and yeah. she can't remember why. But And so does the, does he, do you reckon the eye or this bodiless, this demon has controlled Mark to some extent? Why was he wandering around with a knife? It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, unless he did do something that you know uh, could be a tale. No, isn't the, somewhere else. Isn't the knife the wife's? I thought the. Oh no, Mars got the knife. No, okay. he's got the. He's walking with the knife oh, and right. he drops it. Yeah. Probably. So unless he's. So what's he doing? I mean, there's so many holes in this. Like it could be literally like him snapping out. Look, if I wanted to save face on this story, my explanation would be Mark snapped out of one of his. Uh, jumps from one personality to the next. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he was in the midst of finding the killer, tracking down the killer, and found the murder weapon. He snapped out of it and, and, and you know, jumped to another personality, realizing, oh, shit, why have we got a knife for? What's going on? You know, I don't understand. You know, yeah. jump back forward again. I don't know. Yeah, don't but know. see, again... Um, you have to the, take a lot of liberties with this template. Yeah, exactly. The reader has to pick up the slack a bit and, and come up with stuff. Um, <laughs> but, you know... Uh, you know, for a short story, look, I, I thought it was, it was quite enjoyable. Uh, apart from the, for me, the immediate parallels with issue four of Warren Ellis, um, apart from that, I found potentially the Dream Demon to be something interesting. Um, Ak Nefer, I, I wonder if they're going to, you know, this is a Benjamin Percy story. I wonder if anyone else will pick up on that because uh, that would be quite interesting to see. Uh, but anyway, sorry, just to, to cap it all off, um, so Mark obviously unplugs the uh, life support or something yeah. of the dude and no more on, murders. Did you see the hieroglyph, hieroglyphs around uh, the yeah. wall? Which is kind of cool. Like I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. And, yeah. you know, the, the, the victim's lying there with, uh, you know, one eye open, which is the red eye of... Yeah. Of whatever. I don't know about you, Wayne. That's how I sleep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one red eye just open. You know? <laughs> you know? uh, it's my life right now. Uh, <laughs> but look, I—they didn't close the story well either. It was very quick. It was just very short. It was like, man, you need, you need like this. Like I said earlier, this is not fleshed out. This no. story, so it's it's a hard pill to swallow. Holding this this ten pages, you know, holding weight up against any other Moon Knight. Even oh, early man. Moon Knight stuff is is you know you're just not going to it's just not going to hold value for you. Look, it's worth a check out for maybe that panel or just checking that online. Yeah, 
you know, as much as I want you to buy comics, you know, <laughs> save your money, man. Like, there's nothing in this issue. But oh, I've got to admit, I was a bit disappointed with the variants available. Oh, okay. What were the variants? I think there was only uh, a 1 in 50 cover available. Oh, yeah, the, the Sinkovich one. Um, that was it. That was it. It's like, oh, man, yeah. if you go... Look, if you're if you're Royal Marvel and you're going to do this, and mm. you know you're going to put three mini ten page stories in into this issue, at least do a variant Moon Knight, a variant Spider Man, a variant Wolverine. That, well, it, the problem with that Wayne is that that makes sense, you know. So <laughs> it's the other way. Yeah. Well, because I look, I just queried it with with Jim at Kings as well. I said, look, you know, I've heard about this variant, uh, and it's one one of fifty, right? So they're very hard to get. And oh, and apparently Kings, you only you had the only the one the one copy, which is fair enough because I I understand it's very hard to qualify for for these variants. But yeah, why not have more? I, I don't know. People, some people don't like variants as well. So I, well, I don't look, know. it's I, I'm okay with variants, man. I don't have a problem with it. Like I, I, I yeah, I don't yeah. mind. I, I I don't know about you, but like it's not like it's not like I want to complete the set and get all all the sorts of variants. It's just the um, cover. If I love the cover, then I'll I'll get it. You know? But obviously, like the the variant game is very much like the sneaker game, uh, working in shoes and stuff like that. Where ah. you know it's very much um, like like a pair of Jordans, right? So yeah. you used to be able to walk into a, a, a Foot Locker, for say, mm-hmm. on a Saturday and pick up a pair of the latest Jays. Yeah, cool. But what happened was obviously the demand got quite high for it, but they started flooding the market, so every Saturday became a Jordan release week, which, yeah. you know, you're talking about something that then becomes mass-produced, loses quality, yes. and then you have the other half of that is dudes on the side flipping it. You know, I don't mm. have any problem with that either, really. I mean, you know, hustle, do your thing, you know, if that's what you, if that's how you need to make a buck, you make a buck, you mm. know, like. Yeah. The, the bad side to that is, when Marvel does something like this and you have an issue like this, which holds no real weight, yep. just make the variant one for one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then, stores, then, then comic book stores can order as many as they want or as little as they want because for us as a store, from a store level looking at this issue, yep. it's like to get, like, like we aren't ordering 50 copies of this yep. do you know what I mean? for the store. Yep. And we're, we're the biggest comic book store to my knowledge in Australia. Yeah. Like we're just not going. It's just not going to sell like that. Like so, yeah. Uh, yeah. From from your point, yeah. From your point of view, it it really just doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, why would you, why would you pursue and get this issue when you spend a lot of money to get it, and you and just? I tell you what. After reading it, you wouldn't want. You wouldn't spend that. Money. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but and then and then you just get this you one issue. Give you thirty bucks back. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then, yeah, you just get you just get the one issue variant issue, which you'll have to charge an arm and a leg for anyway to make up for the amount that you've had to bloody order to get it. it it's ridiculous. So, and as much as I'm into the art and stuff like that, you know, for me, yeah, um, the comic itself has got a whole weight. You know, we get asked mm. constant work about, um, you know, what's the most expensive comic or what's going to sell. Mm-hmm. You know what? What can I resell in like ten years' time and make money back? It's like, mate, if I could tell the future, I wouldn't be working here for starters. <laughs> but yeah. enjoy comics for comics. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, enjoy it because you enjoy the yeah. story, you enjoy the character, not because of the resell, man. Like, come yeah. on, yeah. You know, incidentally, um, you just reminded me. Customers asking questions when I was in the other day, uh, and we were having a chat. Uh, there was that gentleman. I can't remember if he was talking to yourself or to Talia. Yeah. And he said, oh, look, I'm, I'm, I want to take my kids. Uh, we're going to see Endgame. Um, and I wanted, he was after some – he asked you if there were some lollies or something. He said, do you have any Avengers? Confectionery. Confectionery, some- yeah. I thought that was very a very sweet question. <laughs> question. Yeah, no yeah. pun intended. There's some stories yeah. uh, and some questions. that we've got. I've been asked for a battery, <laughs> like drill pieces. <laughs> really? I think my highlight, though, yeah. in, in my time there has been a customer that came in not to actually uh, even, like, ask for anything. They didn't want anything. He just came in and had a bitch about uh, Hobbyco that's, I think, yeah, oh, Hobbyco. Yeah. Hobbyco. And uh, he complained to us that the manager there wouldn't give him a refund on his Ouija board because it didn't work. It was faulty. Excellent, and you you could do something about it. How? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, uh, 
I was in tears laughing. At that. <laughs> so, you know, we got all doozies. What all did, doozies. You, did, you cons- did you say consult the Ouija board? Maybe they'll know better. <laughs> I, you bought a Ouija board. What did you expect it to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that would be fun. Actually, that would be one of the perks of working at a comic book store. They come with some colourful questions. Um, yeah, so anyway... Um, Anyway, to wrap this up, Wayne, just with our review before we get into, we actually had, um, oh man, on the That's Witching Hour. Yeah, sorry? Some questions or comments, I think? Comments, have. yeah, on the Witching Hour. I got, got a couple from the group, which was cool. Uh, yeah. But anyway, before we get into that, um, we'll have to give this a rating. Now, Wayne, oh. I'm oh. not sure if you've been listening, a highly convoluted and patented moon rating system. Uh, we rate out of the phases of the moon, so anything from a full moon, which is basically a 10 out of 10, yeah. to a new moon, half moon, quarter moon, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. A blue moon, I don't think this will be one for, for you, but a blue moon okay. is obviously a very exceptional issue. So what would you rate this, the short story, A Book of Dreams by Benjamin Percy and Juan Ferreira in Marvel Comics Presents issue four? Well, uh, look, a little bit of a long-winded answer, but I always review, especially single issues, um, uh, I always look at it, what does this, like, what does this accomplish? You know, who's this for? Is it for long-time Moonlight readers? Is it for new readers? Um, I think, is it just for Marvel executives to make a few extra coin on the side? (laughs) I'll let you guys be the judge of that. (laughs) Can it just be a, can I have a new rate? Can it just be a cloudy night where you can't see the moon? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a cloudy a clou- moonless night. A cloudy moonless <laughs> night. Okay, Wayne has he's uh I'll you know, raised the bar here. <laughs> I'll give it I'll give it the Marvel rating, which would be like a uh, a point one. A point one issue. <laughs> point one. <laughs> okay. None of those sound good. <laughs> no, it's a zero point one issue. Zero point okay. one. Okay, no worries. So Wayne, just, a, cl- a cloudy night, just... a zero point one. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Um, uh, any? You, okay, yeah, your, cool. What, Sorry. What's your rating? What's your rating? What do you give it? I'm interested. To... I would give it a. I'll give it a, a decent half moon. So that's what? like a five out you, of ten. Um, you are. Too generous, sir. Too oh, generous. look, no, and I, I You're rate... You're too nice guy. You're too nice no, guy. <laughs> no, Wayne, I actually, I rate quite highly stuff. So this is, yeah. you know, I don't, re- I rarely give a five out of ten. So this is, you know, uh, not terrible, but I guess it's because the, the shortcomings are its length, which is... So the main things for me were the length to get anything substantial out of it. It is the art. I would have loved to have seen the first three pages just carry through the whole thing. That would have been wonderful. Yeah, would have saved a lot. Yeah, would have saved a lot. Um, And I couldn't shake the parallels between um, the Warrior Alice issue four run, uh, issue sleep. Uh, But finally, one of the the great things was I thought that splash page, what was it, eight and nine, did you say, or uh, seven and eight? Yeah, um, yeah. Eight nine, eight nine, eight nine. The um, the the walking up the stairs, going through the ward. I thought that was I thought that was really good. So um, yeah. So there you go, loonies. Um, I'm not going to sure what the average would be. Uh, five point one divided by two. It would be two point uh, <laughs> two point two point five five. There you go. Two point five five. Uh, not that good, but it's still you know. Look, as as Moon Knight fans, um, uh, still check it out. You know, you know, yeah, still go check it out. Know, have you ever read the story? Uh, look, it's one of my favorite one shots ever. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most complete um, uh, stories. That's it's just beautifully written. It's by Neil Gaiman. Um, he did a one shot for Hellblazer mm-hmm. uh, many moons ago called Hold Me. Have you heard of that? No, no, no. Okay, I would highly recommend. Like, even if you're not a Constantine fan, like. Uh, I'm a I'm a massive uh, Hellblazer fan, so that holds a lot of weight for me. That story alone, man, and the art on it, like just it's everything that this should have been. And the way they wrote this, mm-hmm. almost kind of felt like they were trying to do something similar along those lines. So I'd, I'd say check out the story. Hold me, um, yeah, it's a fantastic, fantastic story. But uh, just for a one shot, like for ten pages, man, you gotta you gotta nail that. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested in that, um, that homie. If you can um, maybe just shoot us a, a short thing, yep. Wayne, and I'll look it up sure. and add it to the show notes um, for anyone interested. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there we go. So um, 
plenty to think about there, loonies. Now, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, as mentioned, we do have a couple of Mooney missives. Um, I do believe I was going to receive some voicemail feedback from uh, some kind people, but um, unfortunately that has not arrived in time, so we'll feature that on our next episode. Uh, we will continue a discussion um, for, for this story then. But in the meantime, we have... We have one uh, or a couple of comments here from our Into the Night Facebook group. This one is from Josh. Geronimo! Johnson, one of our favourite loonies. And he mentions, he says, It was great. Given only ten pages, they really make every panel count. This is the kind of Moon Knight story I love. No offence to Bemis, but I think this was the best Moon Knight story since Crazy Runs in the Family ended the art is fantastic and that fight scene oh man and we know which one that was yeah. uh, it was uh, like a combination of Ellis's issue 5 which is the one that you mentioned Wayne and the big boat fight scene by Burroughs ah in issue 192 yeah that's true that see that true. Bit. Yeah. Uh, one of the best and seeing Mr. Knight from above work his way through the building like a maze was absolute genius I do wonder if Mr. Knight unplugging the life support and killing the guy will have repercussions because I think that guy, yeah, his name was Owlsley and that would mean he um, he's in some way related to the owl, which is what I thought actually when I was reading it. Um, which makes sense with the cut cuts and stuff on the eye, around the eye. Oh, yeah, certainly you know. does, certainly does. Almost uh, like, a, like an owl's claw. Wet true, feet. like a yeah. talon. talon. Uh, so, yeah, related to owl, I mean that, Names too dumb to be had by anyone else. <laughs> Fair enough, Josh. Uh, I wonder if this could be uh, a setup for a story for a fight between Mooney and the Owl. That would be pretty cool. The Owl is a uh, he's a lot more dangerous than you think. He's um he's not like a pot-bellied kind of accountant. He's a lot more than that. Uh, anyway, I think Marvel needs to give the keys for a Moon Knight uh, run to Percy and Ferreira. They did a great job. Well, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, thank you, Josh. Um, awesome comments, as always. Glad to hear that uh, you enjoyed the story as well. Um, you know, it was a short, tight story. Um, but, yeah, definitely can see those um, references to the other Moon Knight runs yeah. for you. Wayne, you, you were not so keen on the, the, the comment, the best since uh, yeah. Crazy Runs in the Family <laughs> <laughs> Mate, look, uh, Twitch are and like, look, I just like I said at the start, of the sh- at the top of the show, you know, uh, I'm not gonna hold my breath. I don't, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna sure. bite my tongue. I'm a Moon Knight fan, but you know, my my uh, my standards, I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, all bounce off that Lemire run. Yeah, for and, sure. No, yeah, absolutely. You're you're uh, you're a Jake Lockley. Wayne. Yes. You're yes, ferocious in your reviews. <laughs> I really, <laughs> why, do you, why do you think they won't let me on serious issues anymore? <laughs> <laughs> You've been blacklisted, bang. I have, I really have. <laughs> um, yeah, except for, yeah, I mean, you, you managed to get some comments in, which I, oh, damn, I wish they, they would do more ish, uh, episodes, but I can understand, you know, they're busy. Yeah. So, oh, top of work. Yeah. Um, and also, we just have a, a little one from. Uh, from Midkind, uh, one of our favourite loonies as well. He's, he just says, "I have to pick this up." He's going to comment when he when he reads it. So, cool. uh, looking forward to that, Midkind. Uh, thank you very much. So, I'm sure there are a few coming in, uh, but we will cover those in our next issue. But mm-hmm. um, having said that, a, a very big thank you, Wayne, for for jumping in uh, and for reviewing this. It's been really refreshing, actually, going through this and um, and your yeah, you know, no holds barred. <laughs> take on it no i think it's really cool that's good it's easy it's easy, uh, <laughs> it's easy. hey do we have do we have 10 do you reckon we have 10 still could we could we push it to 10 10 minutes more yeah sure sure of course so, like, look uh yeah like i because i you know what i i should have just asked but i was like man well like when you guys first started recording you know and and we uh because i think the lemire run was uh, maybe when the show started, maybe the Mia run was maybe halfway through. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh no, guys... uh, I, I think it was, but we we did start from the beginning, though. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 But I was like, oh man, I wish I was on the show. I wish I was on the show. I just want to very much. So, especially that last, that final. Oh man. Um, look, uh, anyone who's uh, read my comments on the on the on the Facebook page as well 
knows I wasn't a, a massive fan of the run that followed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, it felt very like very Spider Man ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just, look, I and I I must admit, like I I read maybe the first I read the first trade. I definitely read the first trade, but after that, I was a bit like, oh man, this is just this is just killing me just because mm-hmm. of the standard. Yep. that this had set and like I said how high I just hold that run Yes, but um, I just want to run a few things by you because I really yeah. wanted to ask them back then but just you know and then you know just work when you come when I see you at work you know yeah. busy I didn't get a chance to chat but Absolutely. I was just really hoping they'd take like another twist after that uh, after that Lemire run because right. there was definitely things um, things that Marvel could have taken it like that you couldn't take a chance sometimes mm. And not yes. just not just hand out. Like I think that was the most disappointing because the Lemire run, I mean, there's so much in it. There's so much twists and mm. turns. You know, for me, it really felt like um, the first season of Legion. Ah, yes. Watch that. So, like, you know, this real psychedelic sort of, which is I know, I understand not everyone's cup of tea. But if you're reading Moonlight, you got to understand the multiple personalities. So yeah. there's an element of that anyway. But you know, it's like, you know, everyone's watching The Flash. But I'm watching Legion, like just mm-hmm. night and day. Yeah, yeah. I felt after that run, there was stuff they touched on in that that they should have delved into. Like, how cool would it have been? Oh man, there's plenty of stuff there, isn't there? Like, um, even if it was a short run, imagine a uh, uh, um, uh, a space night, moon night. Yes. Well, I was thinking that more of the the overvoid, the other void. I thought that was a fantastic oh. concept by Lemire, right? And it's like it, it opens the door. It's not just, you know, gods anymore. It's yeah. about beyond that. And it's beyond it's, aliens. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, well, because then it comes a bit more about belief. Mm. It's, it's all in, this whole other intertwined storyline you could go down with Mark. Yeah. Um, so I was like, man, they, I feel like they really missed, like they really shot themselves in the foot. They've, they've taken it back to, I suppose, a new comic book reader's uh, vision of what Moon Knight is. And it's mm. like, man. I think sometimes Marvel, they just, I know DC tried it for a little bit with their, um, <clears throat> with their new black label, yeah. which I could be, uh, panicked and folded on, yeah. but you know, I would love to see almost like a secondary line from Marvel where they take almost like a oh. vertigo, vertigo approach with things. Right. Like, Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I even wonder like yourself, like why they don't take that chance with oh. regular series is because if you look at it, like even just plucking something out of the air, the West Coast Avengers by Kelly Thompson, that's only got a 10-issue run. These runs don't last long at all. So why yeah. not throw caution to the wind? Why not just try something totally out there? And I think they did that with Lemire, which was good because of his um, his status. Like He was, he was you know, becoming quite well-known. Yeah. Um, and they allowed him that freedom because I remember uh, in tandem – he was actually engaged to do um, Extraordinary X-Men, which he yeah. did with Umberto Ramos, and that was shockingly bad. I, I collected it, and uh, <laughs> I don't think I even finished it towards the end. That was Lemire, yeah. and I, I, I remember thinking, God, I thought Lemire was good, you know? But he was bringing out stuff like Black Hammer. He was bringing yeah. out Moon Knight, oh, and I was like, what's going on? And, and then Lemire had an interview, and he said, yeah, Marvel um, reined him in on Extraordinary X-Men because X-Men are hot property, yeah, right? You can't, like, you yeah. go, it's, like, it's like an artist, right? You can't, yeah. you can't handcuff the writers, and exactly. I suppose that, that is, sometimes guys nail it, you know? Like, yeah. like uh, what's that, three trades the Lemire run, I think? Yep. Um it, like sometimes they nail it with short runs, but it's probably my biggest thing with Marvel and the bigger companies right now is because sometimes you've got to let a writer write it out. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe you don't hit hit the gold until you hit volume, you know, until you hit the second trade, the third trade. Yeah, and it really finds its pace really, and then they then they can just close it, you know. Yeah. But, well, uh, yeah. Look, um, I was gonna say like another one would have been great, and I've kind of been doing my own sort of. Uh, fan script for it, so I'll probably oh. post a bit later. But yeah, um, do it. Oh, sorry, couple... Wayne. Just, just sorry. Just before you go on, and okay. we do have a, a fantastic avenue for that as well. Yes. Uh, Connor put up recently. We are, we are happily accepting any fan scripts or fan, um, fan fiction. And uh, what we would love to do, and, and it's all about bringing the community together. We want to um, be a. 
a, a pin board for for all this fan fiction and stuff where where other loonies can read each other's work. So yeah, for sure. I mean, like if it's available when it's available, Wayne, um, let us know for sure. No, and that's you know that's also like sparked it. Like I've been working on this for a little bit, but I was like, ah, when I finished it, I'm gonna post up there see what the other loonies think. Yeah. But I've kind of been writing a Conchu origin story. Yeah. It's just that you told me about this a while ago, right? Yeah, and yeah. This was a really good idea, yeah. I find myself some nights, you know, just I'll be writing for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh. one, one red eye just open, yeah. just scribbling. So, yeah, I was like, you know, I think we got a little taste of it as far as Conchu and his personality in that Lemire run. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like this big, I, I mean, I, if anyone has or knows of any, even if it's just like a slight bit contrary origin, like hit me up, let me know about it. I'd love to hear about that. Mm. Well, but the other- sorry, when I've actually, I did a little bit of research as well into contrary. Oh. I wanted to get into mythology as well. Um, I know a little bit about it. We can, we can speak about uh, offline, but um, yeah. I only know a little bit. I mean, it's very sketchy. He seems to be a very incidental character <laughs> compared to the bigger gods. So, yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, and then my final sort of idea, thought um, of where they could have taken that run was, what about the whole Mark double life? Mm. We never really dive into. It. I know in the Lemire run, they all the personalities kind of came together and started, you know, talking as as their one conscious, yeah, conscience, conscience. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, what about the stuff that predates that? You know, what about the stuff of Mark? You know, because you could have almost like. A Moon Knight love story, which is wow. like a, a story of you know, yeah. one one of these personalities. It's a story of uh, uh, of hope, and but the other story, you know, intertwined yeah. with that is you know his second love, which is of despair. You know, like yeah. it's his other personality, which is like you know, uh, yeah. like shut off and and yeah, mm-hmm. like disappears for days at a time, and like you know, and Mark going through this this weird cycle of bouncing from one personality. To yeah. the other without you know acknowledging each other absolutely i i think um actually bemis touched upon this and i thought it was a really interesting concept yeah. it was the idea when uh, dietrice the the daughter of mark mm-hmm. um, was discovered to be the child of jake and marlene not steve oh. or mark and marlene so there was this other life that jake was living that the other identities had no idea about and this is what you're you're kind of explaining, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like this double life, or you can actually highlight these different stories that the other identities have no idea what is happening. I think be, it's fantastic. The kid angle is really good because mm. you could even delve into. Uh, I mean, and look, you're a new father now. You will get to yeah. you get to find this out as as little Finn grows up bigger and bigger. <laughs> but your your child like definitely takes on your traits. Yeah. What 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 personality rubs off on the kid? Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be good though, man. Like, make it more about. I think they need to get. Well, that was uh, a little bit. Sorry, Wayne. Again, <laughs> that was a little bit on uh, issue two hundred mm. of Moon Knight, where Dietrich, you see her in an alternate, I think, future. She, yeah, I she, did read yeah. that, man. But I thought yeah, they could have fleshed it out a bit more. You know, yeah, like that's yeah, absolutely that's that that grain of salt you needed to pull out and go. Yeah. All right, now, what's in this? Oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much potential there. Uh, but no, uh, absolutely, those three things, I mean, geez, yeah. I mean, this is exactly why I think Moon Knight must continually have series renewed by Marvel. Yeah. Um, not only that, they've been blessed with good artists and, and writers. Uh, it seems to be a fun sandbox for creators yeah. to, to be in, but there's just so much to explore. And and the Lemire run, if anything, and what we've just mentioned there, Bemis have yeah. opened up a few more things which can just like, you know, take off. So, uh, like reading early Moon Knight, like, <clears throat> you know, even, you know, look, the, the Conquer Lord issues I covered, you know, ah, like, you know, you take them very light, you know, they, you appreciate them for what they are and <laughs> for the era they came from and, you know, you read them and you go, look how far comics have come, really. Like, yeah. but they need to get back to the, the the heart of the story. I think, you know, when they delved into um, Moon Knight having these mul- multiple uh, personalities, like it separated him from Bat- the whole Batman yeah. argument. Oh, for sure. And they need to, they need to, they really need to flesh that out more. You know, so yeah. there is a bigger separation from that comparison. Yeah. 
and, and I think they're doing it in in the good way, the right direction. I mean, there's so much. I was just listening to and a bit of a shout out to another podcast, Capes and Lunatics. Uh, they had a special on Moonlight the Bottom, the the yep. first three six sorry six issues by Charlie Houston and Dave Finch, uh, and they uh, feel. Uh, the host had a guest there, Diane, and she she does the Walking Dead podcast, and they were talking about it. It's the first time that she's read it, yeah. and she she said herself her impression was that he was is a much more complex, darker character than Batman. Totally different. Oh, she, she did not see you know slight comparisons, but she <laughs> saw him individual enough. When did and, that first come in? When did that? When did they first introduce that? Was it early on? I mean, or did they just touch on it and it was established a bit more later on? Um, the personalities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Er, no, early on, um, I, I listened to an interview by Ralph Macchio, one of the editors at Marvel. Early on with Doug Mensch and Don Perlman, it was literally Mark um, being an actor, like putting on another role of Jake. Yep. There was nothing to do with personalities. It slowly started seeping in into, you know, this is my personality. And I think it was more, yeah, more recent that it became such a thing so uh it kind of developed along the years but certainly wasn't there at the beginning yeah it definitely like i yeah i've always thought like that saved the character you know that saved saved moonlight from becoming uh one of those almost laughable marvel characters you see maybe pop up in someone else's title like it just it gave him that much more depth well yeah exactly such a point of difference because other than that what does he do he's really like a normal guy right just Daredevil with a white cape, really. Daredevil, yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't even. He's apparently, so, yeah, yeah. He's not as agile or whatever, but he's, he's you know, a good fighter. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Well, yeah. again, I suppose you know he's Batman, right? Like, Batman, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's a trap that he'd fall into. So, um, so yeah, no, yeah, very, very interesting. Well, Wayne, please do uh, when you do have something fleshed out, yes, um, hit us up and uh, we'll definitely share it around and. Um, yeah. I, I promise it'll be better than the comic we reviewed. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very interested to hear the other loonies as well. I mean, Josh really loved it, um, loved and, it, and that's good. He's, yeah. He's holy grail. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so a, a big thanks, Wayne, for, for coming onto the show. Um, it's, it's really good. Awesome always to talk to you and always to drop into Kings. I wish I could do it more often. Um but yeah, um, before we go as well, uh, anything you'd like to plug? Um, Courtside's got oh, a, a few. Uh, yeah, so if you want to hear more of my zaniness and you enjoy basketball, I do a NBA show called the Courtside Podcast, and you can find us at www.crtsde.podbean.com. There you'll find links to the show, the Facebook page where I am on ranting and raving uh, all week. Uh, if you're interested in art i have an instagram art account uh where i'm oh, yes. testing and trying out new things you might have seen some of my stuff yes uh, posted on the on the facebook page as well yep. and that's at Bywa, b-u-y-w-a-h uh yeah so uh definitely yeah you know, it's been a pleasure on the show man i, I dig it that's great <laughs> uh just one other final plug um wayne this is the Wayne that did the awesome art to the 50th episode that we did with um, Conquer Lord uh, giving Moon Knight a, uh, I don't even know what wrestling move that, that was. I don't know what, yeah, a suplex maybe? A suplex or something. Um, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> so that was Wayne. And also as well, Wayne uh, has, has sent me, man, sent me awesome Moon Knight um, drawings as well. I've posted that up on the group as well. So... This is the man that does it. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out his Instagram. Uh, check out Courtside Podcast. Um, it is a funny, funny thing, and especially if you like um, basketball. Um, very insightful. Um, so, loonies, uh, that's it for tonight. Um, join us next week. I don't have the sheet with me as to what we're doing. I think it is actually, it might be a trade arc review. I'll have to double check. Um, you can always look up out your window at the moon we do follow the phases of the moon um we'll be back on track with that this being a new comic um we've said stuff you can't you so we've just done it despite whatever the phase of the moon is now uh as always you can catch us on itk moonlight at gmail.com we have a facebook page facebook.com slash itk moonlight and a group facebook.com slash group slash itk moonlight our twitter handle is you guessed it itk at itk moonlight and instagram youtube tumblr just check 
or just search for Into the Night, a Moon Knot podcast. You can find us there. Uh, finally, with iTunes reviews, um, would be so happy if you could drop us a review. It just um, allows us to reach other loonies um, and also allows us to improve the show and include stuff that you want. We're very receptive to feedback and uh, to doing stuff, changing stuff up. I love kind of keeping things fresh. Uh, yeah, and as always, we're on all podcast catches. I don't know. Whatever one you're listening to now, we're obviously on that. <laughs> and uh, just think of any of the other ones, we're on that too. Uh, okay, well, as always, it's been great to review this. And uh, as we always say, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.